You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Welcome into At The Podium 10.5, brought to you by the fine folks at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist. Follow me on Twitter at Michael Kist NFL. Today, it's all about the coordinators. Jim Schwartz talks about the defense allowing 27 points to the Dallas freaking Cowboys, the state of the secondary, and he also strikes back about his controversial quote-unquote sticks defense or picket fence defense, whatever you want to call it. And I think he actually makes a pretty good point about it, although I'm not sure y'all want to hear that right now. Uh, then it's Mike Rowe, who is facing major scrutiny right now. Just as a side note, in between the scheduled work I do here as we transition from Dallas week to this upcoming Saints game, I'm going to be looking at the Frank Reich offense in Indy to see if I can find any key differences between what Reich is doing and what Grow is doing. So for me, the jury is still out on that. We'll see what I find and uh, I'll go from there. But today on this show, Grow answers questions about Golden Tate playing 29% of the snaps in his debut, what role Josh Adams has carved out for himself, and of course he's going to field some questions about why the offense can't get off the ground early. Up next here on Bleeding Green Nation, we have the Kist and Solak Show coaches film review of the Dallas game. We swear it's the last time we're going to talk about it. Uh, for now, let's get to these press conferences. It's like trick-or-treat, and when there's not a big crowd, you guys get to, to grab a whole, uh, a whole handful Usually it's please take one. You guys now just just keep taking just keep just keep taking three uh, questions though. No, no. Right. What do you guys got? What's, what's the uh, what do you see in the state of the cornerback position with the injuries and everything and what you have? Well, I mean, I hate to get cliche, but it is what it is. I mean, you know, we got some guys hurt. We got some guys that are working hard to get back. We got some young players that need to, to fill in and make um, and make their way in the league. We got some guys that aren't coming back. Obviously, um, Darby's not going to come back. Um, you know, Rodney McLeod's not coming back. The other guys will all have a chance to get back. But our job as players, our job as coaches, is try and find try or work to find a formula that works for the guys that we have. In my mind, that's the essence of uh, that's the essence of coaching. Take what you got and try to figure out. It might it might look different than when uh, than we were at 100% strength. 14 points in your fourth quarter. This seems to be um, a little bit of a running theme this season in the fourth. What, what are some of the things that, that you, could, you could do better to stop offenses late in games? Yeah, I think I think so many of those have come down to a play and a drive that we got a chance to get it stopped and we haven't uh, we haven't made the play. Yeah, I think, you know, part of the NFL, like, goes in streaks. I remember 
I think it was a couple years ago that um, that we were giving up a bunch in the first half and then the second half. I think it was maybe 2016. First, the first half we gave up a bunch of points. Second half we like gave up any, and um, and then I took a lot of questions earlier this year about the difference between us, between road and home and stuff. So I think some of those things are just things that um, things that come up over the course of time. Those guys make plays. Um, you know, at different times. Um, but I think the, the theme of, of the fourth quarter is we need to finish and we need to make the plays when they count. We haven't done that. That's why we're four and five. We haven't made the plays when, when they've been needed to be made, whether it's Carolina, whether it was last week, um, you know, whatever week it is, um, we need to make those plays not just in the beginning of the game. We started some games pretty good. It doesn't matter. It's a 60-minute game. Hey, Jim, on the, uh, the Dak Prescott sneak for a touchdown where they were hurrying up to get to the line and score and it looked like the defense maybe wasn't fully set, is that how you viewed it? Is it something that you've addressed with the, with the team? Yeah, it was a hurry-up situation. We um, you know, we just got to be ready to, to go when they put that ball down. Um, you know, we, we sort of let them in without a whole lot of resistance there because we weren't sort of set to play in the A and, um, in the, a and the B gaps and actually even misaligned on one of those. Um, you know, there's a lot of times where, you know, you get beat physically in the NFL. You know, a guy makes a reception and, you know, they got good players. We got good players. Sometimes that's the way it goes. Sometimes a guy will, you know, make a nice run and break a tackle. You know, that's sort of the, the basis of this league. But, um, you know, that, that's a particularly hard one to swallow because we weren't set. We weren't ready to play right there. And there's no excuse for them hurrying up. We had plenty of time, to, you know, communicate the call and get set. We just, we just weren't... Uh, we just weren't there to do it. You got LeBlanc to replace Dexter McDougal. Were you hoping he was going to be able to step in and do what McDougal was doing? And if so, why didn't he play at all? No, no, we liked we liked um, Vontae in that uh, matchup. I thought he did a good job against Bailey most of the time. He gave up one completion to him when he had it, but uh, we liked uh, we liked Maddox um, matching up. And not that we don't have confidence in uh, in Cravon, but that's just the way that. That's just the way that we planned that game. Plus, we were getting Corey Graham back. Um, it just made sense to try to accentuate that matchup. We thought that was our, our best uh, our best matchup for the slot. Without Darby for the rest of the way, um, it looks like Rasul is going to have to have a bigger role. How did he play Sunday, and what does he need to do to, to fill that spot? I played like a 27-20 to 20 loss, and um, that's the way the team played. That's the way the defense played. That's the way he played. And I would say for anybody that played snaps on defense, that's the that's the way we play. We all need to play better. Um, we all need to play the pass better. We all need to tackle better. What's going to be for him as an individual for the rest of the way? He's got he's got a lot of pride. He's got a lot of confidence. Um, he'll he'll bounce back from it. What was the thinking behind the rotation of Casey and Trey Sullivan and Corey Graham? Of course, coming back from his hamstring didn't want to didn't want to put in a position where it was. Too many snaps right in a row. We tried to manage that situation, um, make the best use of the guys. Tired down the stretch. Pardon? The rotation is now smaller at the end. Are you tiring down the stretch? Um, I don't know. Um, I thought we rushed really well the whole game. I mean, um, there was there was a lot of blitzes in our game plan that I just scratched at different points because it really didn't make sense. We needed more help in coverage. And it didn't make sense to blitz a lot of times because the four-man pass rush was uh, was was getting there. Um, I was I was I wasn't as disappointed in the pass rush 
um, over the course of the game as I was to run defense. And that's not just the D-line, but linebackers, um, defensive backs, defense coordinator, position coaches, we all had uh, we all have a hand in that. And that, that that's where I was most disappointing. And that's where maybe it looked like um, we might have got run down a little bit, so to speak. Tackling hasn't been as good, at least from, from my, my vantage point, as last year. Well, game. you got a pretty you, good vantage point. Would you agree? Well, why do you think yes. that a lot of them are the same guys and are just not tackling as well? Um, I don't know. I think, I think a lot of tackling goes to um, positioning. It goes to um, playing fast. It goes playing confident. Um, so I think that, you know, first when you, when you look at tackling, you, you generally go there. Um, I, don't think we've, I don't think we've looked as fast and as swarming on defense. I think here's what happened. I think a lot of times last year we would miss the same number of tackles, but they, they, we, we were just flying around so fast and guys were covering each other up. And I think that we got a lot of new faces and they're all sort of working their way through playing off of the other guy. And there is something, there is something to that sort of, um, you know, communication like offensive line, knowing what the other guy is going to do. I think we got some uh, some work to do there. There's no, there's zero good defenses in the NFL that aren't good tackling defenses. And Sunday night we were not a good tackling defense. Jim, third and long and fourth and long, what makes you go with the defense defense there and what needs to be better? <coughs> what do you mean, what needs to be better with it? Well, if, if at all, do you think it, it needs to improve? Do you think that... We haven't given up one first down in three years playing that defense. The Tennessee game, fourth and 15. That was not that call. Okay. And then the third and 15 yard effort, that was... It was not that call. Okay. Jim, uh, I guess uh, I was going to ask a similar question, but it does seem like some of the, the you know, situations where you are third and 10 plus, you're, you're playing well off coverage, and the idea is you kind of want them to dump the ball down and, and make them run for the first down, but they've been either getting first downs... And I haven't, I haven't got any, any first downs on those, on those, um, on those calls. So I don't know what you're really like talking about right there. I mean, the time like the the, the end of the first half one that was man to man. That wasn't uh, that wasn't soft zone. Our soft zone our soft zone is not um, well, soft zone. Our our picket fence type defense has not been has not given up first down. Closest it came was they had a fourth down and short ended up false starting. But uh, I remember saying on the sideline, hey, is that the time that it finally? Because I would I would include. If you gave up enough yards on third down that they went for it on fourth and converted, I would consider that have the defense being defeated. The biggest thing is, um, you know, we're certainly willing to give up 10 yards in that. Um, we, we ran that same defense later in the game, gave up two yards. So, um, you know, all calls look good if they work. All calls look bad if they don't work. So you, your dime defense was a big part of your, your unit last year. You yeah. Why haven't you been able to use it? Strictly in terms of personnel, like like thereof. Well, yeah, I mean, our, our, we haven't had Corey Graham for a month, and when he came, he just came back um, last game. Um, not having Rodney, it certainly changes things. Um, you know, we've taken the approach of putting um, two linebackers on the field. Um, we did that almost exclusively in 2016. We can still be successful whether we're nickel or dime. Last year, it really wasn't a choice as much as it was a necessity. And we made it work throughout the season. Gave us some flexibility. We can we can have that same flexibility in our nickel package. Given the, uh, all the injuries, if you got Sidney Jones back this week, would you play him still in the in the nickel, or would you put him outside? Yeah, I think we'll cross that bridge when we uh, when we get to it. Um, 
you know, we'll just we'll see where he is in practice this week. Um, he's got experience doing both, so we'll just see how that goes. I wouldn't want to, um, I wouldn't want to telegraph it either way. Coach, why do you think uh, your defense hasn't been able to generate as many turnovers as they did last year? Yeah, you know, um, you guys worried about turnovers. I'm worried about stopping the run. I'm worried about getting third down stops. We take care of those things, then turnovers will come. Other than the tackling, what did you see on those big runs? There? Tackling. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you know, you, you have guys in in positions to tackle. And, again, it, t- tackling, well, I think a lot of times you guys look at it as a one-on-one thing. I don't look on tackling as a one-on-one thing. Not only is it, you know, the guy getting the guy down, but it's everybody else supporting him so he doesn't have to make a two-way tackle and, you know, different things like that. Plus, it's it's tough situations sometimes when a guy has to make a tackle, when a ball is broken through our um, our front seven. We didn't see very many of those in the past. We saw a couple of them on um, on on Sunday night. And um, I mean, all due respect, I mean, Zeke Elliott's a, a great running back, um, but we shouldn't give up rushing yards like that. Jim, Jim Freeze seems to be about as unstoppable as any quarterback that's come along right now. I mean, you can't rush him, you can't cover his people. I mean, he's completing 75% of his passes. No, it's up from that. Been sacked nine times. I mean, when you, when you look at the film, what I mean, how do you approach it? Well, I looked at the um, his interception reel. <laughs> that was one. Um, yeah, it didn't take us very long to get through the sack reel and the interception reel. Um, his incompletions. Um, yeah, it didn't take us long to get through those. You know, I think it's it's. I mean, he's playing at an insane level right now, but it is sort of a trend of where the NFL is. When I was a kid. Um, if a quarterback completed 50% of his passes, that was considered pretty good. If he had as many uh, touchdown passes as interceptions, you know, you know, it was considered playing pretty good quarterback. And then it started becoming you need to throw twice as many touchdowns as interceptions. And then uh, you need to complete 60% of your passes. And now pretty much everybody is like near that 70%. I mean, he's close to, he's close to 80. He's 77 points something. Um, how about 21 to one touchdown interception? Is that the new? I mean, he's made those things the new standards. Extremely accurate quarterback, um, smart, knows where to go with the ball, um, still has good mobility, um, can buy time. Um, we certainly have a work cut out uh, for him, and he's got good players around him. And and they're also, I think, it, it's maybe lost in the fact that he's played at such a high level. Um, they're a very good run team, also. Ingram, Kamara, doesn't matter who they hand the ball off to. They've been a very consistent run team, a very good offensive line. Um, there's a reason that they're the number one um, number one scoring offense in the, in the NFL. And I dare anybody to say that they're the seventh best or the eighth best. You know, everybody that, that charts yards allowed and every, I mean yards gained and everything else. It's points business, and and they're putting up points like uh, like 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 nobody else. Jim, when you saw Scott, were there any calls? When you saw Scott, were there any calls that you felt like maybe in retrospect you, you, you shouldn't have made? Yeah, every week there is. What stood out to you? Um, I mean, send it in, send a letter to the editor on those. I think you probably guys probably get a lot of those. Um, I don't know. I mean, every week it, there's there's an evaluation. First, I, I always watch the, the film three times. One time is evaluating the scheme. And where where we broke down on a play, the next is um, is looking at individual players and how they played within the scheme, and then the last time I circle a circle back is like, was this an effective call? 
is there a better alternative in those situations? Nobody ever calls a perfect game. And um, you're, it's always a matter of, you know, trying to figure out why something didn't work and have a better alternative for the future. I mean, it, uh, I'm sure if you ask Wade Phillips, he would say the same thing. He's been around for about 37 years. I mean, he's got me by quite a few. Hey, Jim, you, uh, the, the take, back to the takeaways real quick. I would imagine that's an, an important stat for you. Yeah, like I said, well, you know, guys know my stats. What are they? Points allowed, takeaways. I mean, because one is our ability to control the game by keeping points off the board. The other one is either scoring on defense to help the offense or putting the offense in position to score. Um, I mean, he's got he had a half cast on his hand, but uh, we got a chance to have a pick six early in that game. Didn't make the didn't make the play. Didn't uh, didn't do it. I mean, it, it's a chance to. To, to really get a lot of momentum on our side and go, um, those are plays when they are there. We got to make them. We can't, we can't um, hunt those plays and chase those plays. When you do, you start giving up gaps in your run game. You start, um, you start guessing on routes, and you start looking bad in coverage. When you start chasing turnovers, um, we need to guard against those things. Like I said, if we do a good job stopping the run, we do a good job getting stops on third down. Turnovers, turnovers come. They're important to us, but it's one of those things. The the harder you try to get them, um, you know, sometimes the, the more you press and uh, and the less likely you are to get them. Jim, what's, what's the challenge? When they, they have that uh, wildcat type quarterback. What, what's the challenge when you you got the two guys? In well, we we faced wildcat before. I think the thing is a little bit of a different challenge with Hill is that he plays quarterback, he plays running back, he plays tight end, he plays wide receiver. So, you know, he wears so many hats that um, you have to cover him in all those aspects. I think that's probably, you know, wildcat plays, read option plays, those are, uh, those are nothing new. It's all the different things. You have to be prepared for him lining up as a wide receiver. Um, he's, he's, he can block like a fullback. He can block like a tight end. Um, you know, so it does, it gives you a little bit more. Did you have any more? Yeah, I have one just real quickly. I, how much are you limited schematically by all these injuries, by having to play guys who haven't played all season and so forth? Schematically, none. We can, we can run our whole, uh, our whole defensive uh, playbook. Okay. All right, guys. How's it going? Well, it's on the slow stars. It seems to be kind of a re repeating itself that same trend. Right. Well, we've put a lot of energy and, and thought into it. And, um, you know, we know it's an area that we need to improve on. Um, we've been able to do a lot better um, throughout the course of the game. And, and uh, it's something that if it was one thing, it'd be an easy fix. But it's, um, you know, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Kind of everybody is, is taking a share of that. And um, we're pointing those things out that, that need to be corrected. And trust me, uh, when I say this, you know, we're, we're spending a lot of time in trying to get it fixed. For instance, on that first play, the first play from scrimmage, what what needs to be corrected there? What went wrong? Uh, well, I mean, we got uh, you know Lawrence got got up and uh, and got an edge, and and we I mean Zach is part of the uh, the plan, the outlet plan there, but um, want to try to get contained there. It seems like Carson. Can I just follow up a little bit on that? Was that an RPO? And if so, who who were Carson's throwing options on on that play? No, it, it was not an RPO. Okay. No. No. It just seems like Carson later in games just there's a looseness to his game that we don't see early on. Do you see that as well? Uh, could you describe looseness. You know, just he just seems to um, I don't know, just set, settle in. He just seems to be uh, just flinging it a lot 
more carefree. I, I don't know. It, it, he just seems a little tight early in games. Balls are sailing on him a little. Yeah, I mean, he certainly settled in the game nicely the other night and, um, you know, had a lot of production. Uh, and, you know, like I just said a moment ago, um, we want to, to be able to do that from the very beginning of the game. And uh, everybody recognizes it, and we're working diligently, diligently towards that end. On that screen that Corey does reference it after the game, thought he had a nice call mm -hmm. against the coverage. Uh, did he have a pass there to go inside, or what's kind of the coaching point there? Yeah, I mean, it was a, you know, it's bang bang play, as, as a lot of screens are, where you can get it started, get a chance for a big big play, and um, you know, it didn't, in this case, it didn't work out. They made a good play. Mike mentioned going with tempo uh, was part of the reason Golden didn't play as much as. Maybe you guys expected. Uh, did you think that was the case? And do you guys plan to play more? Yeah, I mean, I, we brought him here to play him a lot. And you know how it is uh, in the first week where he's just building the foundation. And we had, a, um, I thought, a healthy package of plays um, that he was ready to run. He, he uh, and the coaches worked really hard to prepare, uh, to be ready to go in there. And, and like Coach mentioned, some of that um, you know, may have been taken away a little bit when we got in and some of the no-huddle stuff that we do. Uh, and, and maybe limit his play count a little bit, but we, we had a healthy, uh, you know, package of plays for him, and we'll continue to build on that. Mike, what went into the decision in the first half to play so much 11 and so little 12? Uh, I think it's just how the game unfolded, to be honest. Yeah. You had the opportunity to uh, outshot in the uh, end zone there. Was he sitting? I mean, what, what was kind of the miscommunication or what could have been corrected there? Um. Yeah, I think uh, Al Alshon hesitated uh, just slight, ever so slightly as the defender played out into him, and um, I think it just threw the timing off just just a little bit. I mean, both guys were really where we anticipated being him, meaning uh, Carson and, and Alshon, and um, we just we just missed the play, unfortunately. So, so in that, I mean, he's not supposed to sit against the zone. He's supposed to kind of continue yeah I mean he, he was friendly right there in that window and um, like I said uh, the defender um, you know caused a little hesitation there and uh, and I think I just threw off the timing just just enough what's your role in the first 15 scripted plays what's your role in planning those leading in the game yeah I'm not going to get into the specifics of uh, you know how we go about our game planning plus that first play out a little bit more so uh, so it wasn't an RPO, but Zach was, I guess, not a primary target there. Right. Uh, we had Alshon and Nelly outside. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you guys watch, watch the tape of the game. So, you, yeah, we had both those guys in the perimeter out there. We're, yes. Yeah. 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 supposed to get Lawrence He was on Lawrence. He was on him. Yep. He, w he, didn't, he didn't have an assignment error. Did you, did you guys look, I mean, was, did you think that maybe the first play shouldn't have Tight end blocking one of the best edge rushers in, in the NFL. Something to consider for sure. Hey, when it comes to explosive plays, Mike, uh, Josh Adams uh, had another one in the run game. Uh, is that something you've seen from him? That yeah, we're seeing good things from Josh, and uh, he continues to uh, um, warrant consideration for more playing time. And um, you know, I, th I think that uh, you know, having missed the spring and, and most of training camp, he's really just starting to. to play his best ball, and uh, I think you'll see Josh moving forward. Mike, now that we're pretty far into the season, has the transition from Frank Reich to you at offensive coordinator gone as smoothly as you expected, and has that transition negatively affected the offense at all? Uh, well, sitting here with the record that we have, it, you know, we're not pleased with where we stand. 
um, and we have aspirations to uh, to compete for the playoffs. And I think that we're still uh, in the playoff hunt, and um, we can do that. And we've talked about some of the things that need to improve for, to give ourselves the best chance to do that. Again, Zach, I wouldn't get into the specifics of everything that uh, we've identified that we need to get better at, um, but just understand it's a collection. It's not one person. It's not one play. It's it's uh, it's all of us. This is the greatest team game uh, that there is. So it, it takes all of us. No man is an island, and um, you know we all know that we we got to do better. Like you're playing a team like New Orleans that's averaging 36 plus points a game. Does it change at all the mindset of? Your offense, well, it, it doesn't in the fact that we feel like we want to score a touchdown every time we have the ball. Uh, we're not trying to take any series off. And um, obviously, we, we know that they're playing at a high level. And, um, you know, we, we, we understand the challenge in front of us. But our goal each and every time we run out there is to score a touchdown. Coach, God has often brought up the importance of, of doing well during the week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, finishing during the week, and, and that will translate into how you do during the game. So what have you made of the team's practice habits? We've had, uh, we've had good practices, good, good uh, energy at practice, uh, attention to detail. And um, the guys have, have uh, been invested each and every day that they come in here and diligent in the meetings and, and carry the teaching out of the practice field. So, um, you know, again, it's not just one little thing. But in terms of saying that we're not practicing, well, I, I wouldn't say that's accurate at all. On the fourth down to uh, Earth, it seems like Aguilar's yeah, we could. I think uh, Nelly would say it could have gotten up the field a little bit faster there on that one. On the, fourth and the other fourth and one early in the game, behind the Adams run mm -hmm. to the right. Uh, what could have happened differently there? To make that we play? we allowed some penetration, and we got to shut that penetration down on the edge. And um, you know they they got an edge on us and uh, forced you know get, you know penetrated and they stopped the run. I mean they they made a good play on it. It seems like the, the same pattern keeps repeating where you guys pile up a ton of yards and, and not a ton of points. I think mean, you had well over 400 yards uh, again. Um, I mean, does that tell you that there's just a, a couple plays that are making a difference here? Or do you feel like the offense is functioning well between the 20s? Um, do you think it's... Yeah, I mean, we certainly are uh, moving the ball. We're, we're making first downs and... Um, you know, we're creating explosive plays, and, and um, but we're not doing it consistently enough. And we're not finishing enough drives so that we're not scoring enough points. And until we're scoring more points, we're not going to be satisfied. And um, so that's that's what we're working towards each and every day. Everybody has that, that same intent. Just getting back home, you see the numbers, you see the numbers of Carson's um, over 70%, 15 to 3. Um, is there something that he, he can do uh, better, or do you feel like you guys aren't capitalizing on his production at this point? Yeah, I think it, we would all stand here and say that we all need to do better. Uh, I don't want to speak for Carson, but, um, you know, a, as an offense, uh, we know that we all need to do better because what we're doing right now is, isn't getting the results that we want. Yeah, there'll be some things that we can do there with that. Yeah. So, so at whose expense? Um, I think it's probably to be determined, and it depends on the play. Um, you know what what the uh, 
the play is that's called and, and what we're trying to get done with it. Just trying to put guys in the spots where they do the things the best. Um, so we make that determination where it's it's a good play for Golden, then then he'll be in there. Mike, just to tie a couple of these questions together, is it have you guys explored the, the possibility that maybe Wentz isn't at his best um, working in scripted plays where maybe he's just more of a quarterback that likes to play in the moment uh, where it's not as kind of premeditated? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think that's the case. Um, don't have any evidence that would support that. I mean, all these plan, all these plays are on the on the game plan, and um, you know they could get called at any time during the course of the game, and in fact they could get repeated during during the, during the course of the game. Uh, they're playing really well. I mean, obviously, uh, um, they're keeping the, the team's points down and, and they're getting the ball back for their offense. So they, they've got some talented players over there. And uh, again, it's, it's going to be a challenging environment. It's going to be loud. And, uh, we, you know, we got to get a good plan put together and have a good week of practice and, and go down there and, and, and play uh, Eagle football. Yeah, we'll, we'll prepare for it quite a bit, like we do in a lot of you know instances where we know that the crowd could be a factor, and we know how loud the dome can be. So, um, you know, we've done that uh, since I've been here with Coach and other places that I've been with with crowd noise during practice um, and being able to communicate that way. Thank you. Guys. Hello, you're listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of The Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play, brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday, we bring you a new hour of personal stories, like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0, Or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.